living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show.com. Woo! If you're a fan of fat, then you need to try the F-Bombs. Go to JimmyLovesFBomb.com, enter the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb, and you'll get 20% off of your first order. So what are these F-Bombs? They are nut butters, and they have incredible combinations of coconut and macadamia nut, macadamia nut butter, and my favorite is salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. They also have several oil blends, including the the house blend, the MCT oil, as well as coconut oil. If you want your fat on the go, then you need to check out JimmyLovesFBomb.com. And once again, use the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb. You'll get 20% off your first order. JimmyLovesFBomb.com. You're listening to a special presentation of Jimmy Rants on the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show. Jimmy's on sabbatical, so we're bringing you some of the very best content from his wildly popular live show, Jimmy Rants. Want to know what the very latest is in nutrition news? Follow Jimmy at JimmyRants.com for all of the archives and links to his social media where you can engage live with the content. Stay tuned now for a special Jimmy Rants on the LLVLC show. Today's Jimmy Rants is going to be a controversial one. Because right now, there is a very deliberate and concerted effort to make us all vegan. Have you noticed that? I've been bringing a lot of these stories to you uh, here on uh, Jimmy Rants because it does seem like just suddenly, out of nowhere, we're getting all of these uh, moves to make us more plant-based in our diet. Uh, and like I said, I've I've highlighted a lot of the things that are happening, most notably uh, the Canadian dietary guidelines being almost completely devoid of any meat at all. Uh, that Eat Lancet study that came out several months ago, we're still having ramifications from that. Uh, and, and it's supposedly telling us that we need to all go plant-based. The new dietary guidelines for Americans is coming in 2020. And I'm afraid they are going to probably push us closer to this kind of an agenda as well. And of course, all the negative studies about uh, animal-based foods that have come out, the whole AFib study that came out a few weeks back uh, with keto and and meat, uh, and then that egg study about heart disease and early uh, death. All of these things, you guys, they're not by accident. All of these things, I believe, are a concerted effort. And I still have this, this story to tell you where, where this is coming from. I'm gonna I'm gonna share the story behind the story for you here real soon because there is actually an organized uh, campaign to make us all vegetarian, vegan, plant-based. Really are. But what I wanted to talk about here today is how a plant-based diet is both unscientific 
and unsustainable. So go eat meat. Um, and so I'm going to be reading from this article. This really fabulous article was found in the Diplomatic Courier. The beef on animal agriculture that's mostly bull. This was very well written. The author of it is a gentleman by the name of Dr. Taylor Wallace. Uh, he's from this group called Think Healthy Group. He's also an adjunct professor in the Department of Nutrition and Food Studies at George Mason University. He's been referred to as the nation's premier food and nutrition guru by the Huffington Post. He has published over 40 peer-reviewed studies, five university-level textbooks. He's gotten many awards in the field of food science and nutrition. He is the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Dietary Supplements, as well as the deputy editor-in-chief of the Journal of the American College of Nutrition. In other words, this guy ain't chump change. This guy is pretty legit, uh, knows what he's talking about when he's talking about diet and health and nutrition, and he has this brilliant piece. I mean, I was sitting here reading this article and just going, yes, yes. So I wanted to share it with you guys here and add a little bit of Jimmy Rant's commentary all along the way. So you guys ready? If you're just joining us, we're talking about how a plant-based diet is actually very unscientific and very unsustainable. And this whole notion of sustainability is the discussion that's taken place in the food world over the past few years. Oh, we need to find a sustainable way to feed the planet and, and for the planet not to be harmed in the process. And of course, the vegans have made the claim that meat is destroying the planet. But wait till you get a load of what Dr. Taylor Wallace had to share in this article. All right, here we go. A world without animal agriculture is far from sustainable. Contrary to the recent report from the Eat Lancet Commission uh, claims, it's true that consuming a diet that is rich in fruits and vegetables every day could be a smart step to promoting health and preventing chronic disease. However, humans have evolved as omnivores, which is mirrored in our nutritional requirements. So an omnivore is one that eats both plants and animals. And our diet is plant-based and has become even more so at a time when we've seen obesity go up. That's true. The plant-based people don't want you to know about it, uh, but as we have been exposed to their message, people have obediently been eating more plants. Now, the problem is the plants they're eating are now refined grains because meat has been so vilified. People have been shuttled into, into eating more plant foods. Well, guess what? Grains are a plant food. Um, and then they're eating the most refined version. So in the effort to make people healthier, they actually have helped to contribute to obesity. Kind of ironic, right? In fact, the notion that the American diet is meat-centric may be one of the biggest myths in nutrition. There is this notion put out there by the vegans, oh, we're just reading way too much meat. We eat less meat now than we ever have as a collective society. Now, some of us that eat kind of keto carnivore or carnivore, we're having our fair share of meat now, 
But for people that are uh, that are unenlightened, they're not eating as much meat. Meat is one of the very few food groups that on average we are eating anywhere close to the dietary guideline targets. People are eating more plant foods, including refined grains, but they're not eating more fruits and vegetables. The simple science-based fact is we need to help people eat a variety of nutrient-rich foods from both plants and animals. That's the thing that gets me about the vegan message and the whole plant-based movement is that, well, we're trying to get people to eat much more nutritious foods. And I'm going, you realize animals have a lot of nutrition in them, right? You realize you can get lots of great nutrient density from consuming animal foods, right? And we're going to get into that more here in a minute. But they don't acknowledge the nutrition that's in animals. They treat animal-based foods in the same way that we treat sugar. They think animal-based foods are the worst of the worst that you could be possibly putting in your mouth without acknowledging what's in animal foods that is incredibly nutrient-dense. At least we know uh, with sugar, there is no nutrient density in sugar. You just get the blood sugar and insulin response. And you don't get nutrients from that. But in meat and in animal-based foods, you're getting lots and lots of nutrition. So if you're just joining us, I'm reading this article, a very eloquently written article by this gentleman named Dr. Taylor Wallace. He's an adjunct professor of nutrition uh, and food studies at George Mason University. Um, he's known as the nation's premier food and nutrition guru with lots of peer-reviewed studies and written many textbooks on nutrition. And he has this great new piece that he wrote called The Beef on Animal Agriculture That's Mostly Bull. And we're going over uh, his argument for why we need to be including more meat into our diet. And so what we're talking about is how a plant-based diet is not really very scientific and it's most certainly not sustainable. So we should be eating meat. All right, let me continue. Uh, meat and plant foods should be thought of as complementary, not competitive. I loved that line uh, because right now you have some competing interests. You have people in the plant-based world that say you should only eat something that's planted and not animals, no animals whatsoever, no animal foods, no nothing like that, and just stick to plants. Then you've got even people on the carnivore end of things that say, well, don't eat any plants at all. They're toxic. That They have all these bad properties. And so just eat your meat. And I think the, the healthy version of both of those diets is somewhere in between, um, where you include some animal-based foods and a modicum of plant-based foods. Now, some people will thrive better by eliminating plants completely, fine. Uh, some people may do better by minimizing but not completely eliminating some animal-based foods, fine. But it goes back to that bio-individuality, find what works for you. And I think when we have these extreme positions of you can only eat plants or you can only eat animals, um, I don't think either end of that is necessarily ideal. I think eventually the diet for most people is going to have some mix of both of those. We must continue to conduct research to better inform recommendations for a healthy, sustainable diet. 
rather than using limited modeling data and hypotheses as a basis for sweeping food and nutrition policy claims to eliminate or drastically reduce single foods or food groups. So like he's saying, Dr. Taylor uh, Wallace is saying that we need to mix it up. We need to make sure we're getting a variety of foods. And see, we always were taught that. You ever you ever remember growing up and and being told that, you know, you want to try to get a nice mix of colors. You want to get a nice mix of of lots of different kinds of foods. And if you exclude meat from that conversation, you're, you know, excluding a very nutrient dense part of the diet. If you are a carnivore and you exclude all plant foods, perhaps you're missing some things in your diet that way. This is a really compelling uh, argument uh, that's being made by Dr. Wallace here. All right, so he's going to make the argument, you guys, for why we should not eliminate animal-based foods from the diet. It seems so, well, duh, but listen to his arguments. So let's start at the beginning with the cattle who deliver high-quality protein to humans. And in fact, you guys, not just high-quality protein, animal-based proteins are the only, no matter how much belly aching and how much weeping and gnashing of teeth the vegans want to make about this, animal proteins are the only ones that are considered complete proteins. Complete meaning it has all of the amino acid profile uh, for life. And so you've got to get all of these amino acids into your diet. And if you don't get them into your diet, um, you start having deficiencies and you start having health issues uh, pop up. Cows are an extremely efficient species. Check this out. This was really cool, you guys. Their unique stomachs can digest what humans and other animals cannot. So... Cows can can actually digest crushed canola seeds, orange peels, corn husks, grains that were used in fermenting beer and all these other uh, agricultural remnants that otherwise, you guys, if cows didn't eat them, would end up in a landfill. So they want to talk about sustainability. Wouldn't you want some kind of a creature like a cow to be able to clean up some of this stuff that no other animal or creature or human on the planet could possibly consume and, and do anything with? Don't you want it to go through the digestive process of a cow? I never stopped and thought about that before, but this is a really cool benefit that cows are giving to our society. So this is one of the most sustainable benefits that cattle offer. They do more than just recycle, they actually upcycle all of these inedible plants and they make them into beef, milk, and other high-quality protein products. They also create a natural fertilizer that puts nitrogen and nutrients back in the soil again when, when they rotate the crops. Did you ever think about that? That these cows, they're consuming things that no other creature or human on the planet could possibly consume because we can't digest it. They digest it, and then their bodies are built from that, we get the benefit of the beef and the dairy and the other protein products that come from that, plus their poop, let's just say it quite frankly, their poop repopulates the soil with good, healthy nutrition. And they want to say that cows 
are the problem with the planet? They want to say that cows are destroying the planet? It looks to me like cows are the answer to long-term sustainability. This is good stuff, guys. Cattle uh, produce wholesome, nutrient-rich food that promotes health at all stages of life. Uh, put simply, a plant-only food supply, listen to this, you guys, would result in people consuming more calories and fewer micronutrients. Now, people would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So if we only ate plant-based foods, why would we eat more calories? Well, think about it biologically. If all you could eat was plant-based foods, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. You eat, 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 and you're still not fulfilled. And so you keep eating and eating and eating and eating and eating, and you're still not fulfilled. So you have to keep eating. So you end up eating more calories than if you included animal-based foods, which have healthy fats and proteins in them. I never stopped to think about that before, that if we only ate plants, unless you under ate calories on purpose and went to bed hungry and were always hangry, you're going to overeat on calories and fewer micronutrients because check this out, you guys. Animal-derived foods not only contain the protein and fats that we've talk, talked about, so remember the complete proteins and the fatty acid profile that you want, but check this out. You get long-chain omega-3 fatty acids. Long-chain omega-3 fatty acids from meat, from animals. You get vitamin D. You get vitamin B12. All of this is naturally occurring in meat products. You get choline. You get calcium. You get zinc. And then bioavailable iron. All of these things that I just mentioned, you guys, are scarce to non-existent in plant foods. So unless you want to be deficient in long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, unless you want to be deficient in vitamin D, if you want to be deficient in vitamin B12, which is a big one amongst the plant-based community, deficient in choline, calcium, zinc, and iron, then you better darn well be eating your meat. Living la vida low-carb, talking about a low-carb diet. Uh -huh. Getting your body healthy, it ain't no doubt about it, yeah. It's really about ketosis, a ketogenic life, yeah. A real-time indicator for ketosis called ketonics. It measures your breath for ketones. Are you burning fat? It's the first of its kind. All my ketonians, where you at? Hey, I'm just here to let you know. Wanna look and feel incredible. We living la vida low-carb, get your body healthy and live long, hey. Keep my fats high and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones, look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we own it, yeah, yeah. With ketonics, I'm burning fat and I'm on it, yeah, yeah. Living la vida low carb, I do this every day. If you want to burn that fat, it ain't no other way, yeah. Go to ketonics.co. For my international followers, it's ketonics.com. What's the worst part of doing keto? The meal prep. What you really need is a quick, customizable, and easy keto meal replacement for when your other food options aren't ready. Introducing Keto Chow. It's the fully customizable meal replacement that makes keto easy. Keto Chow takes just seconds to prepare. Add the fat of your choice, a scoop of keto chow, water, and shake. 
just trust the thousands of five-star reviews on Facebook, Amazon, and Google Shopping. Keto Chow comes in 18 delicious flavors. And in a third-party blind taste test, Keto Chow outperformed all of the competitors in appearance, flavor, texture, and overall impression. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com to place your order, and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout for 10% off your first order. While you're there, be sure to check out the electrolyte supplements, no sweetener, no added flavor, no caffeine, and pure electrolytes. Keto Chow. If you're just joining us, we are talking about this article written by this Dr. Taylor Wallace. He is uh, an expert on food and nutrition, and he's making the argument with this great article he wrote uh, called The Beef on American Agriculture That's Mostly Bull. And he's making the argument of why dietary recommendations, why this move to a plant-based diet is pretty silly because that kind of diet is both unscientific and unsustainable. Let's keep reading. Vegans frequently uh, divulge that they can easily get enough high-quality protein from plants. But Dr. Wallace says this is both unrealistic and impractical. Research continues to demonstrate that we, we may actually need even more high-quality protein than what is currently recommended to promote strong bodies and minds throughout our lives. This is particularly important for subpopulations like older people who tend to lose muscle and bone at a faster rate. Therefore, it have, they have a higher protein requirement in order to prevent this from happening. Children whose mothers have higher intakes of choline found predominantly in egg yolks, meat, and dairy during pregnancy have been shown to have enhanced cognition and perform better academically during school age years. That's huge, you guys. So uh, people that get pregnant, women that get pregnant, their kids, if, if during the pregnancy, they eat egg yolks, meat and dairy, and other high-quality animal-based foods, their kids, they've shown, have enhanced cognition. In other words, they're smarter. They're pretty smart. And they perform better academically when they're in school. That's not by accident. But again, the plant-based people don't want you to know about this. Check out this statistic. This is shocking. So we were talking about choline that's found in egg yolks, meat, and dairy. 90% of Americans and 92% of pregnant women do not currently meet the recommendations for getting choline. Let that sink in a little bit. 90% of Americans. So that's nine out of 10 of us right now. And 92% of pregnant women. That's over 99 out of 10 people do not currently meet recommendations for choline. If no other reason than to shore up that issue, we all need to be embracing good quality animal-based foods. Strong data correlate the vegan and vegetarian food pattern with a higher risk for osteoporosis and low bone mass. And this condition is one of the top 10 costs in our healthcare system. 
and a public health epidemic that affects over half the population of Americans over the age of 50. Well, that's not a surprise because osteoporosis and low bone mass, you need some good um, calcium and vitamin D, and you're not getting it if you're not, you're not getting it in good quantities if you're not eating animal-based foods. Calcium, potassium, and vitamin D, of course, are all crucial for bone health. Plants do have some calcium, but in very small quantities, they're not efficiently absorbed for the most part. Uh, and they've recently, you guys, come up with this new calcium tracer technology. Uh, and so they've looked at this and they indicate that uh, higher protein uh, from meat-based kind of foods, uh, animal-based foods, helps to increase intestinal calcium absorption. And so this technology was utilized to conclusively define the calcium requirement at various stages of life. And this technology is better suited to inform our public policy recommendations, talking about the dietary guidelines, than observational cohort studies, which you hear me rant about quite a bit here on Jimmy Rants, how horrible, bad science that is. And it helps to identify better correlations with what's healthy. The argument for moving towards an entirely plant-based diet, Dr. Wallace continues, is grounded in data constructed from very narrow assumptions of the food supply chain, agricultural practices, and human nutrition science. Uh, he makes the uh, point that we must make a significant investment in research to fully understand how agriculture impacts the environment, Nutrition scientists have made numerous recommendations in the past that's been grant, uh, grounded upon weak data. This is the other thing people think, oh, the dietary guidelines for Americans, they're based on sound, solid science, and it's the consensus of what that science says. No, it doesn't. No, it didn't. The dietary guidelines for Americans have never, ever been grounded on sound scientific evidence. Sorry to burst your bubble if that's what you've believed your whole life. The honest answer is they're very highly propagandized. They're very highly uh, biased. Let's just put it bluntly. They're biased. And it's biased based on who's on the committee. And right now, a lot of the 2020 Dietary Guidelines Committee members, they aren't fans of keto. They aren't fans of meat. And I have a sneaky suspicion, you guys, a gut feeling that we're going to be seeing this move towards plant-based uh, nutrition showing up in the next dietary guidelines. We're already seeing it in other guidelines around the world. So it would not surprise me that the dietary guidelines for Americans that they release next year will be more plant-centric yet again. And... They're probably going to add back in limitations on dietary cholesterol and saturated fat, which had been eased in 2015. This is going to have ramifications um, that will be far reaching. But let me continue in this article from Dr. Wallace. Uh, uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. Nutrition scientists have made numerous recommendations in the past grounded upon weak data, resulting in unintended consequences, meaning people got fatter and sicker. Let's honor science and the public by not making this same mistake again. The largest opportunity, listen to this, I love his conclusion in this last sentence. 
the largest opportunity for a healthy, sustainable diet comes from reducing food waste. So I know there's this movement right now of ugly produce. Uh, whether you realize it or not, at your local grocery store, that produce that's uh, on the shelves, that's actually only about 10% of the produce that's actually grown. The other 90% is considered too ugly to put on a store shelf. And because it doesn't have the perfect look, it's just discarded and allowed to rot. And so there's a move now for, in fact, there are several companies that have popped up that said, hey, we'll take that ugly produce and we know people will buy it. And if they can get it on the cheap, they can sell it to you at a cheaper price, even though it's ugly. Um, they make a profit. You get a good quality produce. Everybody wins. So we need to reduce this food waste. Continued investment in new agriculture production technologies. So absolutely, there's so many new technologies coming along um, and would make it a lot easier to provide food for people. More efficient supply chains. Yep. So a lot of the local vor, local vor movement that's happening, local farmers take away some of these restrictions and some of the, the red tape that they have to go through. Uh, and that'll make the supply chain a lot better. Consuming uh, fewer empty calories, and that's a big old shot at crappy garbage because there's refined sugar and refined grain-type food-like disease agent products all over grocery store shelves. And we need to, we need to um, encourage people away from those kinds of foods. And the big food companies aren't going to like that, which is why we get this kind of stuff uh, with plant-based I bet you the food companies are behind a lot of that. And then finally, enjoying more balanced meals, which includes both plants and vegetables. So guys, go look up this guy, Dr. Taylor Wallace. Uh, he's a PhD, CFS, FACN from Think Healthy Group uh, and a great uh, professor of nutrition and food studies at George Mason University, George Mason University. Um, he did a really good job with this article, and I think he's on to something big here, you guys, because with the vilification of meat, uh, which is ancillary to the vilification of saturated fat and cholesterol, we need to counter it with common sense-dom here. Um, and if we don't stand up now, who's to say that in three, five, ten years, this whole concept of plant-based has such a strong foothold that they start trying to tax meat. They start trying to uh, ban various animal-based foods. It seems so preposterous right now, doesn't it? But this is how this stuff works. It's incrementalism at its best. And if we don't speak up when it's at the early stages of the incrementalism, then why will we be surprised if someday they decide to eradicate meat somehow some way. Something to think about. All right, let's see what you guys have to say. Welcome in, welcome in. Thanks so much for being here today on Jimmy Rants. I got this really cool topic for you today uh, that we wanted to bring to you. Oh, thank you, Ketoholic. Love you too. Thanks uh, for all you do, she said. Thank you for that. Uh, Karen says, yay, caught alive. Well, welcome, Karen. I'm glad you're here. Tracy says, good morning. Today is my ketoversary. Congratulations, Tracy. That's awesome. Uh, loved your, love your support. Thank you. I'm down 141 and a half pounds this year. 
Uh, I think you meant in the past year, because if you lost 141 and a half pounds before the end of March, I would be worried for you. But I know what you meant <laughs> over the past year. Uh, I will not be pushed, says Epanem. Uh, I can't say your name. I'm going to call you Pam because I see Pam is in there or Auntie. Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to go stock up on bacon, says Darla. Yep. Veggies call me, cause me, veggies cause me great inflammation, the baseline to all disease, says Tracy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of us don't do well with lots and lots and lots of vegetables. The more plants I added to my diet, the sicker I got. Thank God for keto, says Karen. Yeah. Uh, Suze, are you still carnivore? Nope, I've never been carnivore. What I've been is keto carnivore. And yes, I have to put that qualifier on there. Carnivore is much too high in protein for me to be uh, optimally healthy. So I do a 75 to 80% fat version of an animal-based diet. So yes, I am keto carnivore still. Our cows love bamboo shoots and sweet potatoes, says Angie. Yeah, they eat everything. And even things that are inedible to pretty much every other creature and of course humans. Um, Yeah, it's pretty cool. Kimberly says, go cows, go. Hogs eat the waste as well, says Big Nick. Yeah, I bet they do. Uh, Cow fart is a huge concern among vegans, uh, says Ave Zan. I I don't know why. Um, I know they say it contributes to greenhouse gases and all this stuff, but come on. We have more greenhouse gas emissions coming from vehicles than we'll ever have coming from uh, from a cow. Uh, Angie says plant-based diets will make us graze all day, just like a cow. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That is the concern. Uh, Let's see here. On point, Jimmy, the lack of omega-3s that can convert to DHA is another huge problem with plant-based. That's right. That's right, Dan. Makes me wonder if that's why they have a much higher number of people with mental illness. I've long said, Dan, that I think um, a lot of the odd behavior that we see from the plant based leaders has more to do with the uh, chemistry changes that happen in their body, especially their brains. And it, it sounds like I'm dissing them. But no, physiologically, when you don't feed your body enough fat, Your brain is full of fat. And so if you become deficient in fat uh, in your brain, it's going to make you do all kind of weird things. It's why people that have very low cholesterol levels also start to have neuro uh, neurological issues pop up. So it's I'm not dissing vegans, uh, calling them all crazy just for the heck of it, I think there's actually a physical reaction that happens when you lower fat and your brain's not getting adequate amounts of fat anymore. Uh, I respect and understand the ethical principles that vegans have, says Fit Mom. I was vegan for a year myself, became so sick from not eating animals. I've been keto carnivore for over two months now. Well, congratulations. She said, I've learned that you can still respect and express gratitude towards the animals uh, that you consume and then be healthier for doing so. Exactly. Congratulations, by the way, Fit Mom. Not many people would be willing to switch gears um, if it's based on ideology of thinking you're harming animals. Um, I have mad respect for people that have ethics when it comes to 
why they eat and if they choose not to eat a lot of animals, it's all good. I'm, I'm just saying here today, we should not throw the baby out with the bathwater and that at least include some animal products so you're not becoming deficient and sick. Uh, I'm glad you're doing better now, Fit um, Mom. Thank you. Bacon Experiment says, bacon is high in choline as well. Yes, Dan, it sure is. Nancy says, my challenge is that I prefer plant-based protein, so I've given that up for now, but I hope to eat plant and animal uh, after I get my health markers where I want them to be. Yeah, plant-based proteins are just not sufficient, and a lot of them come wrapped up in a lot of carbs, so people say eat beans. Well, beans do have protein, but they have a lot of carbohydrate as well. And what, what pea protein, um, tofu, that just makes me recall thinking about tofu. Hello, Dory. Thanks for being here. Dan says, I got very sick as a vegan, as did my wife, fatty liver, gout, uncontrolled blood glucose, acid reflux, reflux and diverticulitis. All of that is now uh, gone now that we've gone keto. That's awesome. I am strong. I am keto. Bacon prices have gone way up in the last month. Oh, it's not just the last month. I've been talking about this for a little while. Uh, the cost of bacon and dairy, some of the uh, the keto products, the, the costs are all go avocados, all going up in price. And I'm thinking it's because of the law of supply and demand. Um, there's a lot of us wacky keto people out here and carnivore people that are buying up all of these foods suddenly and it's creating a shortage. So uh, I do think eventually it will normalize in price again, but until they can catch up to the demand, uh, they have to raise the prices in order to keep uh, demand a little bit tempered. The miracle of keto, high fat is the key for me. Veggies just don't cut it. I know plenty uh, people get sick uh, or plenty of vegans are sick and obese. I think with every new vegan, there is a new keto carnivore person that seems to balance out. Yeah, if you talk to the leaders in the vegan world, they tell you that everybody that goes plant-based is extraordinarily naturally thin and healthy to the hilt. And I'm going, that doesn't even make sense because nobody would ever make that claim in keto. Everybody that eats keto is going to be naturally thin and and optimally healthy. Everybody that eats carnivore naturally thin. No, we all have various uh, metabolisms that have us where we are in our weight, have us where we are in our health markers. So you can't make this blanket statement. And yet you go on YouTube, there's a lot of videos where they do this kind of comparison. And I've been in a lot of those videos. Oh, look, when you eat low carb Atkins, keto carnivore, this is what you look like. And, and then they show a picture of me um, and then the next frame, oh, or you can look like this plant-based person and it's some, somebody in the plant-based world that's, that's an athlete or whatever. So yeah, they do that kind of nonsense all the time. Uh, do we need to focus on grass-fed panda massage beef says Tammy? It's so expensive. I think if you can get there, yes, that is the optimal. You want to try to get the best quality, but look. We're all living in the real world. You do the best you can. And I think a grain-fed animal-based food is far better than any crappy garbage food will ever be. So if that's all you can afford uh, to begin, 
then get what you can get and do the best that you can. Try to incorporate maybe grass-fed butter. Try to incorporate maybe some pastured eggs. Get good quality in there with that. And then when you can afford to get the grass-fed, if it goes on sale or whatever, try to get the best quality at that time. Um, I think we throw the baby out with the bathwater when we tell people, no, you must eat grass-fed or you're not doing it right. And all you do is drive people back to crappy garbage again. And I'm not going to allow that. Uh, keto 42054. My daughter was vegan for a while. She was sick and slept a lot. It was not a good choice. Yeah, a lot of people uh, report the exact same thing. David said in New York City, Trader Joe's sells avocados 99 cents a piece. This is now, but I guess it depends on the time of year. Yeah, and where they get it from as well. We're all different with different issues. That's right. Uh, I can eat cardboard and drink a little bit of poison every day and still lose weight, says Alberto. Give me real blood test. <laughs> All right, guys. So the bottom line in this shimmy rants is you're going to hear a lot, you guys, about how wonderful and how healthy and how sustainable it is for us to be moving more towards a plant-based diet. And they're going to try to vilify red meat. They've been doing that for years, but they're ramping it up. They're going to vilify eggs. They're going to vilify butter. Really, anything that's in the keto and carnivore spectrum of foods, they don't think you should be eating that. And what I'm here to tell you and what hopefully you learned here today with this article that I read is that a plant-based diet is both unscientific and unsustainable. And our reaction to that should be, go eat meat. Make sure you are making a priority to get meat, get the best quality meat and eggs and animal-based foods that you possibly can because your health will benefit in the end. Uh, living La Vida Low Car, this show is changing lives. Uh, we talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Hey. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore the longest running health podcast hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey. The Living Low Carb Show.com. Disc of Light.